Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin, our number is 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Let's see, how can I put this? I've been thinking most of the day on how to present this to you. All right, let me do it this way. You see right before your eyes the evisceration of a constitutional republic. Every day, Joe Biden sits there with a mask on behind his desk and just keeps signing proclamation after proclamation. It's like a monarchy now. There's no legislative input. You vote for members of the House. You vote for senators. They have absolutely no say in what's going on right now. None. Now, the framers of the Constitution assumed that members of Congress would jealously guard their power. But what they didn't understand was Marxism. Because there was no Marxism when the Constitution was adopted. And so the Democrat Party is now the party of neo-Marxism, Marxism, democratic socialism, statism, progressivism, however you wish to define it. It's certainly not Americanism or Republicanism or Constitutionalism. Sweeping climate plans, sweeping anti-energy plans, sweeping race equity plans... Sweeping open borders plans, sweeping plans, as the media call them, one after another after another, without ever passing a law. Without ever having a debate, without ever having congressional hearings. They don't even care about the impact of these things on the American people. They don't even care if there's a deliberative process in Congress. They don't even care if the American people have no input into specific actions that the executive branch is taking. And just because the face 
of what's going on here is a doddering old fool wearing a mask, clumsily trying to get through his cue cards, doesn't make it less devious and diabolical. You've got Susan Rice, you've got Ron Klain, you have other hardcore leftists in this administration pushing this agenda. You have, quote-unquote, these sweeping declarations, sweeping declarations, without any legislation, without any deliberative action, without any input from the American people, none. And our media, which are supposed to inform us exactly what's going on so we can make decisions and be an informed public, either they spend three minutes, oh, the president signed these declarations today, these executive orders, or they cheer them on. And we, the people, are sitting back wondering what the hell is this guy has signed almost 40 executive orders, 40 executive offers, orders. Affecting every aspect of your life. Now, you may not feel it today or tomorrow, but you're going to feel it one day. He eliminates jobs with a snap of his fingers. Where's that in the Constitution? He's not eliminating jobs in the federal bureaucracy. He's not eliminating jobs in the public sector unions. No, 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 no. He's eliminating jobs in the private sector. Union jobs, non-union jobs. He's crushing small businesses. And he's just sitting there in the Oval Office, signing one order after another, prepared for him by Susan Rice and others. She's the head of his domestic policy unit. We didn't vote for this cabal, this cabal of Marxists and whatever you want to call them. That's going to affect every single one of you, whether you know it or not. We have three branches of government. They wish to destroy the courts. You heard what Schumer said on MSNBC to Rachel Maddow. We need to massively expand the courts to counter the Trump appointees. Well, we don't normally do that, do we? And now they're going to appoint a commission, but it's bipartisan. Don't worry. And I can just assume what kind of Republicans will be on there. Ben Sass-type Republicans. Lynn Cheney-type Republicans, Adam Kingsinger-type Republicans, Romney-types, we know. A bipartisan commission to do what? To decide what to do with the Supreme Court? Nine members for 150 years has served our country pretty well, but apparently not well enough. Because there we have King Biden, the imperial president, signing one law after another after another without the input of Congress. And Congress not having the input of the people they represent. This turns our entire system on its head. And there's not anybody even squawking about it. In addition to the violation of the impeachment clause, we're going to have a trial of a private citizen? Do you see what I'm talking about? This is an absolutely rogue government. And then on top of that, they're trying to silence me, trying to silence people like me, trying to silence you with their big tech left-wing Democrat buddies from California and Silicon Valley. They're trying to make sure that we can't communicate with each other. I'm not QAnon or the Proud Boys or the neo-Nazis or the Klan any more than I'm Black Lives Matter or an Antifa or any of the other creepy groups. We're American citizens seeking to talk to one another. But only certain citizens get to talk. 
It is shocking what's going on with our country. In the course of a relatively short time, very short time, a handful of weeks, Joe Biden just keeps signing orders like he's a king. He just keeps signing one after another after another. And then they lie through their teeth. They lie through their teeth to take the edge off these orders. Well, of course you lose job, but we're going to get you a better job, a high-tech job, a clean job. No, they're not. They're lying through their teeth. Our federal government doesn't know how to create those kinds of jobs. And nobody knows better than Joe Biden, Mr. Stimulus, Mr. Shovel-Ready Job. How many more examples do we need of government waste and government lies? Let's say you're in your 50s or your early 50s or your early 60s and you've been working the coal mines. You've been working the oil field. You're a pipe fitter. You're a plumber. You're an electrician. All of a sudden, you're going to stop and learn how to make solar panels? Where? When? How? What kind of idiocy and insanity is this? The problem is we're dealing with people who've never worked a day in their lives except in politics. Lunch Bucket Joe is a fraud. He's never had a lunch bucket. He's never worked any private sector job. Kamala Harris is a fraud. She's never worked a private sector job. Schumer went right from law school into the New York Assembly. He went from there into the House. He went from there into the Senate. This man has never gotten dirt under his fingernails. He doesn't know anything. And, of course, Pelosi, we know. She's the daughter of a machine Democrat out of Baltimore. We're dealing with people who come from the most radical parts of our country, purely from inner cities, who have no idea, no idea how our economy works, how do you get things from A to B, B to C. They come in with these, these Marxist-like theories. They want to reorganize society. They claim to be defending the Constitution as they destroy it every single day. We have idiot Republicans, five of them in the Senate, so hateful, such never-Trumpers chasing the ex-president down in Mar-a-Lago, while our country's burning down. Tyranny, as I've said repeatedly, comes in many forms. You saw it on January 6th when people were rushing the Capitol building. You saw it this summer when people were attacking the White House. You saw it for over three months when people were attacking the federal courthouse in Portland, Oregon. You see tyranny in our newspapers, the lies and the deceit from people who pretend to be journalists, who take the First Amendment and use it to advance their ideology. 1619, for God's sakes, which is a, an attempt to destroy our founding, the very purpose of the nation. Tyranny can come from a legislature, can come from people who wear ties and jackets and nice dresses and have hairdos. Or can come from people who charge buildings, break windows, throw Molotov cocktails and make threats. But tyranny is tyranny. And for those of us who love liberty and love our constitutional construct and love this republic... Watch what's going on right in front of your eyes as the media sit there and just tell us that Joe Biden has signed another executive order. 
Well, what exactly does that executive order mean? And what is his authority for ruling this country like a king? What is his authority? With no legislative input from our representatives. We have representatives for a reason. They go on and on and talk about how magnificent these elections are. Oh, mail-in voting, early voting, late voting, no signature. Oh, wow, look how great it is. And then when it comes to we, the people, we're cut out of the system once they get the people they want in power. Notice how it works. We are unmoored from our Constitution as I speak, and it's getting worse. And the media are hopeless. The media are utterly hopeless. They're cheering us on. They're cheering on the attack against free speech and communication and freedom of, well, so many freedoms under the First Amendment. I'll be right back. Lovin. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free each month, and you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it, too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. No strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for all of us. And for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. You're seeing a lot of chaos in the delivery of vaccines now, now that Joe Biden's been president. But he was president-elect for a long time. And you can see these blue state governors, uh, they're not just giving it uh, based on the scientific data, because they really don't believe in science. They're giving it based on all kinds of uh, issues that qualify and disqualify people having to do with their physical appearance, so how much is in their bank account, and so forth and so on. And those are the states where you see so much chaos taking place. Now, it's very, very interesting to me, all those months in the development of these vaccines, we didn't see chaos. The early days of the distribution of this vaccine, we didn't see chaos. Now we see chaos. So it must be Trump's fault because he's not here. No, it's Biden's fault. And it's the lunatics that he has surrounded himself with. Now, as far as these executive orders go. I've just said that this is something a monarch does. This is fascistic. These are not executive orders to institute policies that have been passed by statute. These are sweeping, quote-unquote, the Washington Compost and other media outlets, sweeping orders, sweeping directives from one man on climate, on energy, on race, on immigration, on you name it. You name it. 
Almost 40 executive offers. Do you know what uh, uh, orders? Do you know what's in them, ladies and gentlemen? Has anybody read them to you? Any real news shows going through them one by one? Have you noticed that Bernie Sanders isn't criticizing Joe Biden? Have you noticed that Elizabeth Warren's not criticizing Joe Biden? Have you noticed that these left-wing groups, relatively quiet, they're not criticizing Joe Biden? Because they're getting every damn thing they want. This isn't the most progressive presidency in history. It's the most fascistic presidency in history. Look how they tried to turn the tables. Donald Trump. Donald Trump, you see, he's the problem. He's the dictator. Donald Trump, he's the guy that doesn't follow the rule. Oh, really? No, not really. This is what the left does. But just a few months ago, three and a half months ago, Joe Biden was on ABC News with the fraud, George Stephanopoulos. And I want you to listen to this very carefully. Cut to go. There's not going to be any delay on the tax increases. No, well, I got to get the votes. I got to get the votes. That's why, you know, uh, the one thing that I I have this strange notion, we are a democracy. Some of my Republican friends and some of my Democratic friends even occasionally say, well, if you can't get the votes by executive order, you're going to do something. Things you can't do by executive order unless you're a dictator. We're a democracy. We need consensus. What a two-faced buffoon. We're democracy. We need consensus. He's taken Obama's pen and he's turned it into Mussolini's pen. What is the difference between what Joe Biden is doing and what any fascist regime does? I'm quite serious about this. Where one man sits there and he starts signing proclamation after proclamation, declaration after declaration, but he dresses it up nicely. Well, this is about race equity. Well, this is about clean energy. Well, this is about climate change. Well, who cares what it's about? Where does this authority come from? Pull out your constitution. Tell me, where does this kind of power come from? Where one individual can sit there at the resolute desk and keep making law after law after law after law. By the way, the President of the United States spoke to Vladimir Putin the other day. Did you notice the White House announced that, Mr. Producer? Have you also noticed that the phone transcript didn't leak? No leaks. No leaks. No, 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 no leaks. We have a different kind of National Security Council now. One that's not filled with Trump supporters, but just the same old Biden and Obama holdovers. No leaks of any, uh, any Biden calls for foreign leaders. Isn't that amazing, ladies and gentlemen? More when I return. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free each month, and you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, 
should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. No strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for all of us. And for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. Levin, America's tyranny hunter. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Tell me, is there a reason why the Republican leadership in Congress isn't bringing a lawsuit against the President of the United States for violating separation of powers and for assuming the role of the federal legislature as well as the federal president? Is there a reason why they're sitting on their hands? I I don't get these people. I just don't get these people. They should be doing everything possible to protect the power of the legislature, the institution of the legislature. That's what they tell us they're doing it on this phony impeachment trial of the president who's already retired. And yet they're not. They have a high tolerance level for the tyranny of the Democrat Party that stares them in the face every day, their honorable colleagues, you know. But is there a reason why the Republican leadership in Congress isn't taking on what Joe Biden is doing? They're bragging about it. Joe Biden himself says in this, vid- in this audio, he's not a dictator. He wouldn't do this sort of thing. And yet he's doing this sort of thing because he is a dictator. Certainly he is. What do I have, well, how else do you explain this? Right, Jeremy Peters? Right, Philly Bump? Right, Paul Farhi? Right, Washington Post, the New York Times? You must be really concerned about this. It's worse than Watergate. Right, CNN? Right, MSNBC? Right, Scarborough, you lousy fraud? Right? Right, guys? Right, gals? You and the media are very concerned about what's taking place here, aren't you? And you're very concerned now that they're going to be having a commission... That's going to talk about what to do with the Supreme Court. This worries you, doesn't it? Hmm. Well, let's listen again to Joe Biden. Ready, everybody? Go. There's not going to be any delay on the tax increases. No, well, I got to get the votes. I got to get the votes. That's why, you know, uh, the one thing that I, ha- I have this strange notion. We are a democracy. Some of my Republican friends and some of my Democratic friends even occasionally say, well, if you can't get the votes by executive order, you're going to do something. Things you can't do by executive order unless you're a dictator. We're a democracy. We need consensus. Okay, so he called himself a dictator there. If he did all these executive orders, then, you know, that's what dictators do, right? Well, then he, he just defined himself. Because this is what a dictator does. And why am I the only damn person in the entire damn country who's bringing this up? Where is everybody? Where is everybody? Then we have some guy named Cedric Richmond. He's either a congressman or a former congressman, but he's a White House senior advisor and he's on MSNBC. And I'm sure Cedric Richmond has something very, very important to add to this. Cut three, go. 
Well, Joy, the pieces of legislation like the president called for restoring the Voting Rights Act today, the John Lewis uh, bill. Uh, but that's the John Lewis bill restoring the Voting Rights Act. Did somebody take the Voting Rights Act away? What are they talking about? The Federal Voting Rights Act still applies. There's an aspect of it that they don't like, which took some states out from under federal observation and control when it comes to voting because the states have demonstrated these states election cycle after election cycle after election cycle that they don't discriminate anymore. But for Cedric Richmond and the Democrat Party, that's not good enough. Power once seated must be power never returned. But let's continue. Go ahead. And so we're talking about a 50-50 majority with the vice president breaking uh, the tie. A lot of this is going to require uh, 60 votes. But for those things that we can do by executive order, we're going to do by executive order uh, because it's a priority. So when you started uh, off talking about uh, whether it's the deportation pause, whether it's protecting uh, our dreamers, whether it's the diversity inclusion rollback or the uh, embarrassing 1776 commission, those are things we can do by executive order and we're going to do them. This embarrassing 1776 commission, I'll bet Cedric didn't even read it. I'll bet Joe Biden never read it. I'll bet the vast majority of them never read it. All it did was talk about our magnificent founding. And if all these people don't agree with our founding, why are they in government? How did they get elected? How do they get to speak? Where do they think all these protections come from? They think they just come back uh, down uh, uh, from the skies like mana? Where, Where do they think this all comes from? comes from those men in Philadelphia who sat for five and a half months in a humid, humid summer and came up with this constitution. And to show you how righteous these men were, they didn't sit there and say, hey, if you can't get something passed by Congress, because in the Senate it's 50-50, you can get your priorities passed by executive order. They would have been run out of town on a rail. What do you mean? We just defeated a monarchy. They didn't give this kind of power to any president. All of them have used that we have this creeping sort of power by executive fiat, but this takes the cake. There's nothing creeping about it. They're beating their chests about it. They're proud of it. If we can't get something passed, we're going to issue executive orders just as good as a statute. And they haven't even tried, by the way. But it doesn't matter. Because these frauds don't believe in the Constitution. They don't believe in the framers. They believe in 1619. So they live under the constitutional construct. They get elected under the constitutional construct. They have titles that they give each other. And then they trash the very constitutional construct that empowered them in the first place. They tell you, we want more people voting. We don't care if they're dead. We don't care if they live where they say they live. Just a lot of voting over and over and on. Lots of voting. We want participation by everybody. No repression. No suppression. No oppression. No. Count every vote. Meanwhile, Joe Biden's a dictator. And today I'm signing, and tomorrow I'm signing, today I'm uh, I'm reversing, today I'm signing this. Like a feeble old monarch. 
a feeble old monarch with the people running around him, handing him stuff to sign, stuff to do, stuff to read. And there's the press. The pro-imperial press. The Praetorian Guard press, as I've been calling them for years. There they are, protecting their king. Protecting their king. Signing declarations like this. It's unbelievable. Affecting people's lives all over the place. But I noticed this, Mr. Producer. The core constituency of the Democrat Party never suffers from these executive orders. Oh, well, Mark, what about the union guys? Awful lot of union guys were Trump guys. But the core constituency, the base of the Democrat Party, always is rewarded. So the vast majority, even though Trump had a better showing than most Republicans, of minority votes go to the Democrats. And so the Democrats say, okay, race equity. Race equity? I thought it was race equity. No, no, equity. Oh, that sounds equitable. Oh, okay. Then outside the cities... Some on federal land, some on state land, some on private lands. We have people who produce what we call energy. It's used in our cities. But the coal miners are not in Wilmington. They're not in San Francisco. They're not in New York City. They're not in Baltimore. The oil rig workers are not in San Francisco. They're not in New York City. They're not in Wilmington. They're not in Baltimore. The people who produce stuff... Material stuff, steel, aluminum, iron, automobiles, kitchen equipment, materials for housing. They're not in San Francisco. They're not in Wilmington. And yes, they're not in Queens. The people who grow our food... The people who grow our food are not in San Francisco, New York City, Wilmington, or Baltimore. People eat food there, but they don't grow our food. They don't feed the nation. So as important as the cities are, there's other parts of this country that are damn important too. Or we'd starve to death. Or we'd freeze to death. Or we'd have nothing to build our homes and our skyscrapers. And yet, they're at war with them. Biden and the other malcontents and miscreants. But don't worry. These are sweeping powers. Sweeping. We're sweeping climate change. Oh, yes. And where are these people going to find new jobs? Oh, building, uh, you know, solar panels. Over 4 million people are going to lose their jobs. Are they all going to build solar panels? Are we all going to be required to buy solar panels? And while the, the gates for immigration are wide open, legal and illegal, citizenship offered to people who are here illegal, what are American citizens going to do? You see, you folks in private sector unions, you don't understand. They hate you. Smokestack industries, assembly lines, you're polluters. I said long time ago, how does the Democrat Party get away with having part of its base 
private sector union folks, and radical environmentalists. The radical environmentalists hate private sector unions, hate private sector union members. They hate them, hate them, hate them. They don't want steel production. They don't want rail tracks laid. They don't want oil wells dug or drilled. They don't want any of this. They hate capitalism. They hate it. And without capitalism, we don't have steel workers. Well, Mark, what about China? Exactly. We don't have unions. We don't have men and women who work hard and get dirt under their fingernails. Capitalism is the driving engine of the whole damn thing. And climate change, Green New Deal, the war on energy, are all intended as a war against capitalism and private property rights. And all of you who work in those sectors, which is the vast majority of the American people, you are the target. And so we're going to have all kinds of voting out there like we've never seen before. Oh, mail-in voting, mail-out voting, no signature vote. Yes, but when... The rubber hits the road, it's the iron fist. There's Joe Biden, King Biden, just signing away one industry after another, one job after another, and they lie and they pretend that they are going to create all these wonderful jobs. John Kerry, Joe Biden, these guys have been around Washington, D.C. 150,000 years. They haven't created crap. Well, that's all they've created, actually. And they've all had a chance. Susan Rice, a serial liar, one ideologue after another, who's never worked at a 7-Eleven, has never cleaned a toilet. Are you kidding me? And notice this. Washington never suffers under these people. It only gets bigger and more bloated. Public sector unions never suffer under these people. They only get bigger and more bloated. Politicians never suffer. They don't lose a dime. They don't lose their pension. They don't lose their medical care. And they sit there and they say, well, you know, you're 57 years old. You're working on the pipeline. Look, uh, you're going to have to learn to do something else. We're going to teach you how to make solar panels. They can shed their damn solar panels. I'll be right back. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free each month, and you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it, too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. No strings attached. 
Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for all of us. And for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. So the Democrats take care of their base, they protect their base, they redistribute wealth from others to members and groups in their base, they set national policy intended to help their base. The Republicans attack their base. See the difference? Every group with every cause is getting an executive order. I'm not going to repeat the show from last night. If you want to listen again, you can go to marklevinshow.com, and we have the recap. But I went into Marxism, identity politics, but there's also subject matter politics. And so we have Marxism broken down by race and other identifiers. Marxism broken down by economics. Of course, that's the core to it. Historic materialism. And then we have Marxism broken down by subject matter. Whether it's the climate, and energy, and immigration, and you name it. We have a multi-front attack on Americanism. We have a political party in the Democrat Party that's taken up the, the call of the Marxists. Of course, they won't call themselves that, and they'll pretend they're not. And they have a media that was, oh, my God, that right-winger, right-winger, winger, writer, right-winger, right-winger. You know, that sort of response, because they're, they're stupid people. Plus, they're Marxists. They talk about Trump endangering the Constitution. When every day the Democrats are in power, the Constitution is threatened, as is your individualism and your liberty. You're missing Donald Trump about now, aren't you? I know I am. Missing him a lot. Because he followed the law, despite what these fools in the media and elsewhere have to say. He followed the Constitution. And if a court ruled otherwise, he followed what the court said. He didn't say, you know what, we should pack the Supreme Court. He had three choices, legitimately, under the Constitution. That's what he did. No, 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 you don't understand. We need to pack the court. We need to add whole bunches of new district court seats and circuit court seats, uh, like, uh, like Schumer said, in order to even it up with Obama. He never said that. Did he? Well, you have sweeping climate change executive order. Sweeping energy policy executive order. Sweeping immigration executive order. Sweeping race equity executive. We got sweeping, sweeping orders all over the place by King Biden and his Praetorian Guard media that protect him and the royals who surround him. We've never seen anything like this. A disaster. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. 
now, broadcasting from, from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. So Joe Biden said in October to George Stephanopoulos that if he were to sign all these executive orders in lieu of legislation and compromise, he would be a dictator. He says, I'm not a dictator. So Mr. Producer, by his own words, he's a dictator. By his own words, he's a dictator. And you won't see this on MSLSD or the Constipated News Network. You won't see it. The Washington Compost, the New York Slimes, all the frauds, phonies. You won't see it. And yet this is a grave danger to our country. And the Democrats in Congress think this is swell. Even though they're cut out of the process, they believe the ends justify the means. So go for it, Joe. Go for it. We're not going to hold any hearings about your dictatorial rule. We're not going to hold any hearings about how you're violating the Constitution's separation of powers, let alone impeachment hearings. My God, no. We're not even going to think about censuring you. Go for it, Joe. Go for it. You don't even hear a single Republican complaining about this. Not one. And yet... I just came across this story, ladies and gentlemen. I just came across this story. Let's see here. This is Fox News via the Bongino Report. Senators Maul censuring Trump as an alternative to the impeachment trial. So let me tell you what's going on. Tim Kaine and Susan Collins have gotten together, and so of course they're going to have a fantastic idea, these two nimrods. May I say, with all due respect. Look, you're not going to convict the former president in absentia, basically. It's a private citizen. So let's try something else. You know, they had earlier floated the 25th Amendment. They floated the 14th Amendment. They're, they're shuffling around the Constitution. What else can we do here? And we got impeachment, but now he's a private citizen. We can only husband together 45 Republicans, and we need, you know, a whole lot more, 17 of them in order to, you know, two-thirds, 67 in order to get a total amount of senators to, to convict him. I have an idea, they say. How about censure? What? Where's that in the Constitution? Nowhere. And that's the genius of it. We'll get Andy McCarthy to write and tell us how, how brilliant it is, and of course you can do it. And he'll be backed up by uh, Ramesh Panaru. And then we'll have the editorial page of the Wall Street Journal. Yes, 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 that works. That's a grand idea. Then we'll have Ben Sass. The great Ben Sass. Whose middle name is S, by the way. It's S-A-S-S-E. Isn't it, Mr. Producer? No offense. Maybe Liz. Liz Cheney, the Liz. Adam Kingsinger. Adam Kingsinger had a great piece in the Washington Post today. Slobbering all over him. This is what he lives for. He got it. It was just unbelievable. What a righteous man. More like self-righteous. But anyway. Censure. Censure. Let's get Trump. Let's censure him. 
It would only take 60 votes there, not 67. Why? Well, because the filibuster's still in place. Did we try and get that senator from Arizona, Mr. Producer? They never got back. <laughs> I'm a bridge too far. I'm a bridge too far for her, right? Apparently so. All right, we still hate her. Anyway, let me go on. So let's censure now. Now we can. So here they are manipulating the constitutional system. Manipulating the system, not living within the constitutional system. Here we have Joe Biden, who is is a mad, rogue monarch, just signing and signing and signing away. But it's Trump at Mar-a-Lago who we must put the scarlet letter of censure on his forehead. If we can't put the scarlet letter of guilty, an impeachment trail on his forehead, he's got to have some kind of scarlet letter. And there's Biden destroying the country one signature at a time, destroying jobs, destroying businesses, destroying the principles on which this nation was founded, basically heralding the 1619 project rather than the 1776 reality. This is, this is where we are. It's Trump. He's the one. And yet by his own definition, one last time, Joe Biden has essentially defined himself as a dictator. Jeremy Peters, are you paying attention? No, I don't think he is. One more time, October 15, 2020, ABC News. The fraud, George Stephanopoulos, to the dim-witted Biden. Cut to go. There's not going to be any delay on the tax increases. No, well, i got to get the votes. i got to get the votes. That's why, you know, I, the one thing that I, I have this strange notion... We are a democracy. Some of my Republican friends and some of my Democratic friends even occasionally say, well, if you can't get the votes by executive order, you're going to do something. Things you can't do by executive order unless you're a dictator. We're a democracy. We need consensus. Hmm. Condemns himself. That's what I just heard. He condemns himself. Does he not? Biden starts staffing a commission on Supreme Court reform. Now, this is Politico, which is a left-wing crap site. But nonetheless, listen to the last word. I've told you, whenever you hear that word reform, pay attention. The Marxists use it all the time. The fascists use it all the time. We're going to reform people. We're going to reform these institutions, which means burn it all to the ground. Listen to the title. Biden starts staffing a commission on Supreme Court reform. Does the executive branch have the power to reform the Supreme Court, ladies and gentlemen? Is that what the Constitution says? Now, we're going to have a commission. I don't care if it's bipartisan, bisexual. I don't really care. They're going to have a commission on Supreme Court reform. Now, this in and of itself, I assume is a threat to the Supreme Court, that if the Supreme Court dared to rule against Joseph, what's his name? Joseph Raspierre Biden, what's his name? Rabinowitz, I forget his middle name. Robinette, I I was close. (laughs) The lunch bucket, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., Mr. Producer. No, no, can't say middle names, you know, like Obama's middle name. Can't say middle names, no. 
The Biden administration is moving forward with the creation of a bipartisan commission. Oh, my God, it's bipartisan. Thank goodness. Among those who will be on the commission are Christina Rodriguez, a professor at Yale Law School and former deputy assistant attorney general in the Obama administration. Oh, I'm sure she's a winner. Who will join Bauer. Bauer is a political hack, longtime Democrat lawyer. I believe it's Robert Bauer, Bob Bauer. That was the Biden campaign's lawyer. So he's on the bipartisan commission to reform the Supreme Court. Caroline Fredrickson, the former president of the American Constitution Society, left wing. Jack Goldsmith, a Harvard Law School professor and former assistant attorney general of the Bush Department of Justice. He is a rhino in my humble opinion. Just my opinion. They will serve on the commission as well as others. Fredrickson has hinted that she is intellectually supportive of ideas like court expansion. In other words, packing the court. 2019, she said in an interview with Eric Lesh, the executive director of the LGBT Bar Association and Foundation in Greater New York, I often point out to people who aren't lawyers that the Supreme Court is not defined as an I person body in the Constitution. It's changed size many times. See how it works? They never would have supported a change in the Supreme Court under a Republican. But, of course, they support it. Rodriguez's opinions on court reform are less clear. Uh, they'll become clear. Senior fellow at the Hoover Institution, this guy Goldsmith, he didn't support Trump. And it's a friend and co-author of Bauer. Oh, but it's bipartisan, isn't it, ladies and gentlemen? Bipartisan, my you-know-what. President remains committed, in a White House official statement, to an expert study of the role and debate over reform of the court, and we'll have more to say in coming weeks. The idea for a commission came together amid the push by Republican senators to confirm Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court in weeks before the November election. Yeah, you're not allowed to do that because the Democrats didn't want you to do that. So now we need reform. There will be no reform. There will be the iron fist. You can see how Biden operates. You can see how Schumer and the Democrats operate. It's like the, the Soviet Constitution of 1936 that I've read to you on several occasions, including on television. Wow, that sounds unbelievable. Who wouldn't want to live there? Just fantastic. And yet it's meaningless. Utterly meaningless because it's a disaster. But this isn't the big story of the night. No, no, no. Joe, Robinette, Biden Jr., lunch bucket Joe. He's signing those executive orders, our king, left and right. Here's the Washington Compost headline. Biden to place environmental justice at center of sweeping climate plan. There's the word. It's sweeping. And Biden's going to do it all by himself. Environmental justice. What? Environmental justice. What does that mean? Folks, Green New Deal, environmental justice, critical race theory. You just pour your Marxist ideology through these various subject matters. That's what it means. Government control of your neighborhoods. Government control over your mobility based on the price and availability of fuel. Government control of whether you succeed or not 
depending on your race. Are you preferred or not preferred? And the Democrat Party always makes certain that its base is taken care of. That its base is protected by additional laws. That its base is the recipient of redistribution of wealth. Not the individuals from whom wealth is taken and redistributed to other people. That's what's going on here. The Democrat Party's base includes the massive federal bureaucracy in Washington, D.C., so it expands it and empowers it. It's also a permanent enemy of any Republican president. When I wrote Rediscovering Americanism, and if you haven't read it, you really should, in the tyranny of progressivism, you're going to see that the vast majority of laws in this country are not passed by Congress. They are instituted by the bureaucracy. And the bureaucracy is responsive to the radical left. The bureaucracy, not everybody, obviously, but too many key parts of the bureaucracy are populated by radical leftists. That's the nature of the so-called progressive movement, where the masterminds get to decide how you're going to live and who gets what, when, and how. And there's Joe Biden. It just goes to show you. One of the dumbest men to ever serve in the United States Senate. One of the dumbest vice presidents in American history. And now one of the dumbest presidents in American history. Signing sweeping executive orders. He's making laws. He's making legislation without the legislature. And the Democrats in Congress are thrilled. And the Democrats in the media are thrilled with these sweeping changes. President Biden on Wednesday goes to Washington Compost, plans to make tackling America's persistent racial and economic disparities a central part of his plan to combat climate change, prioritizing environmental justice for the first time in a generation. Just think of that one sentence. Persistent racial and economic disparities, part of his climate change environmental justice program. All this gobbledygook. It's as if you're being taught by a Marxist professor in a in a political science class for dummies. As part of an unprecedented push to cut the nation's greenhouse gas emissions. Greenhouse gas emissions. Does anybody know what the greenhouse is, Mr. Producer? It's mostly called the atmosphere. Those of us who live in cold areas, because we're stupid, when you drive around, sometimes you'll see these man-made greenhouses. You ever see those, Mr. Producer, in New York and New Jersey? Of course. What are they doing in those greenhouses? Are they sending people in to smother themselves and die of asphyxiation? No. They're growing things. Life. Plants. Vegetables. Stuff like that. Flowers. Because the harsh weather. They create a greenhouse effect. Notice the abuse of words. Green New Deal, good. Greenhouse effect, bad. When in fact the opposite is true. Biden will sign an executive order establishing a White House interagency council on environmental justice. Is there environmental injustice? Oh, yes, yes, you have no idea whether they put roads, where this one is, where that, where poor people, I don't know. I don't live around poor people. I got roads up the wazoo. I've got a water 
plant, a water purification plant down the street. You can hear it sometimes late at night. Where's my environmental justice, Mr. Producer? I don't see any. I live in a home right now that's about one mile from a railroad track. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, you should see. These freight trains come at night. Where's my environmental justice? They come up with these arguments and these things, all intended to do one thing, empower centralized, iron-fisted government and to control your lives. And it never ends. How do we know when we've reached environmental justice? We don't. How do we know when we reached racial equity, quote-unquote? We won't. And we never will. Because the Marxist job is never done. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Forty-nine percent of Americans say their top New Year's resolution is to save money in the next year. Well, let's check that box right now. When your family switches to Pure Talk from AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, you could save over $800 a year. That's real money every single month right back in your pocket. And you don't have to sacrifice coverage either. Pure Talk is on the same network as one of those big carriers, but they charge you half. That's right. No gimmicks, no fluff added to your bills, which is why Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs. And how about this offer? Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just 30 bucks a month. And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you a penny. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Now, when the, when the king, King Biden, isn't issuing declarations, the Democrat Congress seeks to conduct itself in an equally tyrannical way when it's not sitting back. Democrats introduced bill to make Washington, D.C. the 51st state. Does anybody know what the problem is with that? The District of Columbia was carved out and called the District of Columbia by the framers of the Constitution and those who ratified it. Why is it called the District of Columbia? Because it's a district that was carved out of two states, Maryland and Virginia, which agreed to put the national government. So no state would have power over the territory in which the national government sits. Now, over a course of time, the federal government gave the Virginia part of the District of Columbia back to Virginia, way, way back when. But it kept the rest. Congress can't pass a statute to undo what's in the Constitution. Congress can't pass a statute suddenly called the District of Columbia State, give it to Democrat senators and a Democrat voting member of the House. We would call this tyranny. They don't have the power to do it. Period. I'll be right back. Mark 
Levin, America's passionately cerebral voice. Talk with that voice now, 877-381-3811. Well, it's a pleasure to have Senator Ted Cruz on the program. Ted, I must confess, I'm a little exhausted tonight trying to yet again explain the Constitution to the left. It's just, they're going to pass, they just, they're going to pass a statute making the District of Columbia state. Are they not aware that the Constitution has to be amended? Am I missing something? Well, their reason for doing it is pretty transparent. They want two new Democratic senators. And and, and I will say, if you actually look at the the, the draft they put together, uh, that, that it was pretty clever how they did it. So you and I both know the Constitution requires that there be a seat of government, a district that's not a state. Uh, the way they've drafted it, they're still a D.C. They just carve out this tiny, tiny, tiny little D.C. that includes the Capitol, the White House, and the Mall, and all of the rest of it becomes a new state. And and so if they were to try to do it, there, there would surely be litigation over it. There'd be a real challenge. It was contrary to the Constitution. But I, I will give, give them a nod for clever lawyering in that they're at least trying to write their way around the constitutional prohibition. Geez, so the federal government is just a tiny little speck as opposed to its ubiquitous control over so much of our lives. All right, I got it. Uh, Ted Cruz, I want to talk to you about communist China. You know, while we're dithering with chasing down an ex-president, well, should we have a trial or should we censure him or what should we do? And while we have a current president who thinks he's a monarch signing one law after another, I think he's almost up to 40 sweeping, sweeping changes, quote the media, to God knows everything. Uh, China is on the move, and China is dangerous. I mean, they have basically gobbling up Hong Kong. They want to gobble up Taiwan. They're taking over the South China Sea. They're on the move, uh, while the Democrats are chasing, you know, Trump. What else is China up to these days? Well, Mark, you're exactly right that, that China is resurgent. Uh, I have long believed that communist China poses the single greatest geopolitical threat to the United States over the next century. And, and one of the things we've seen playing out in the past week has been a really disturbing pattern among the Biden cabinet nominees, one after the other after the other keeps embracing and, and snuggling up to and apologizing for communist China. So, for example, Biden's nominee for Commerce Secretary, I asked her at her confirmation hearing if she would commit to, to maintaining and keeping Huawei on, on the prohibited entities list. Now, Huawei, as you know, is the massive espionage company that masquerades as a telecom company. And, and it's what communist China uses to try to spy on people all around the world. She was unwilling to make that commitment. And so one of the early things the Biden administration seems to be flirting with is, is lifting all the sanctions on China and enabling them to engage in more surveillance. Just today, we had a confirmation hearing for Biden's nominee to be ambassador to the United Nations. A little over a year ago, in October of 2019, she gave a paid speech to a Confucius Institute here in the United States. Now, Confucius Institutes, as you know, are controlled, are paid for by communist China, by the Chinese government. They operate as hubs of espionage, and propaganda on U.S. universities. And, and I authored bipartisan legislation that was passed into law a couple of years ago 
to crack down on Confucius Institutes, and it's resulted in dozens of Confucius Institutes being closed. Well, Biden's U.N. ambassador spoke at a Confucius Institute, was paid for doing so, and gave this speech just praising China and saying America needs to follow the example of communist China. This is a very disturbing pattern across the nominees of, of warmly embracing the communist Chinese government. And he has a lot of appointees or would-be appointees throughout the State Department national security structure uh, that are uh, soft on China. Does he not? He does. And, and listen, J- Joe Biden has a long history uh, of apologizing for China himself. I mean, you, you, you'll recall the video of him saying a few years back, come on, man, come on, man. They're not our enemies. They're our friends. Well, unfortunately, uh, either he personally or everyone surrounding him, everyone he seems to be appointing into positions of authority, uh, is already stepping into the role of being an apologist for, for the Chinese communist. You know, Joe Biden just signed an executive order uh, ordering the federal government not to refer to COVID-19 as the China virus or I guess the Wuhan virus. Because acknowledging where it came from, apparently, uh, is no longer allowed. And, and, and as you and I both know, it isn't just that this, this pandemic originated in Wuhan, China, but the Chinese communist government suppressed information about it, imprisoned doctors, disappeared doctors, silenced and stopped efforts to contain it initially. Had they acted responsibly, this might have been contained as a regional outbreak, but, but they made willing decisions to silence and stop efforts to prevent the spread of it. And the results have been hundreds of thousands of deaths across the globe. And the Biden administration, it seems, has zero interest in holding China accountable for its misconduct. Have they not also allowed China, by uh, reversing President Trump's executive order, to uh, some material and technology related to our uh, electrical grid? Absolutely, yes. Look, what is striking is the breadth of it, that every policy being implemented insofar as it concerns China is lessening the scrutiny, lessening the sanctions, lessening the pressure, and and, and is is embracing communist China. And and we're just a week into this. I mean, if they're Mm -hmm. talking about lifting the restrictions on Huawei one weekend to it. Where do you think this is six months from now or a year from now? I mean, this is, and and, you know, one of the reasons for this, the big funders of the Democratic Mm -hmm. Party, big tech, Hollywood, Wall Street, they're all in bed with China. They all make money from China. And, and, And so big tech has deep, deep interest in promoting the Chinese Communist government and and the Democratic Party is is dancing to that very same tune. It is really dangerous in terms of protecting the national security interests of the United States. And and you rightly noted Hong Kong and Taiwan, I think, are both in Communist China's crosshairs and, and we're not seeing any indications from the Biden administration that they would be willing to stand up uh, against Chinese aggression. I am very, very fearful of what's taking place inside our country. I'm very fearful of the threats outside our country. 
And I really think this is a point at which America could slip to number two in superpower because we're hollowing ourselves out, attacking our energy system, attacking the men and women who work in that system, opening our borders wide, making it very difficult for American citizens to keep or get jobs, unskilled, low-skilled, middle-class Americans. Um, I just think we're doing so many of the wrong things. And internationally, when you look at how they're already appeasing the regime in Iran, China sees that, and then you see they're appeasing the... uh, the Palestinian uh, uh, aggressive Palestinians or terrorist of Palestinians, whether it's Hamas or whether it's Abbas, you can you can see that this administration is this the third term of Obama, but worse. Yes, and and you know what is strange about Democratic foreign policy is the Democrat Party they they, they have a list of almost good countries and bad countries. And they've got it exactly reversed. So it is democratic orthodoxy that communist China is a good country and we should be friends with them. It is democratic orthodoxy that that, that Iran is somehow a good country, even though it's the le- world's leading state sponsor of terrorism, and we should be friends with them. And and so we're seeing policies, you know, the early Biden administration, their top foreign policy objective is to send hundreds of billions of dollars to the Ayatollah Khamenei, who chants death to America and death to Israel. And in the bad country category, the number one, unfortunately, is Israel. And, and, and we saw the Obama-Biden administration that orchestrated the shameful U.N. Resolution 2334 in, in the, the final months of the, of the Obama-Biden presidency. Well, those same radicals are being put forward. You know, you know President Biden has nominated as the Deputy Secretary of State Wendy Sherman, who is the architect who negotiated the catastrophic Iran nuclear deal. And, and, and this is the, the extremes that, that unfortunately right now are driving the agenda in this administration. It is very, very dangerous for our country. Now, Ted Cruz, you're under attack, as are other Republicans in Congress, for simply raising a question, looking at 1876, thinking of a commission. Um, you, have, uh, you have colleagues who are trying to damage you. What is that like? Yeah. Well, I think the Democrats right now and the media right now uh, they are, are drunk with power. Uh, they've, they've won the presidency. They have majorities in both houses. And the moment they're at it reminds me of the end of every one of the Godfather movies. If you remember all three of the movies at the end, Michael Corleone seeks to settle his debts, and he wants to eliminate all of his enemies. That's where the Democrats are right now. They're trying to eliminate all of their enemies. So they're trying to destroy President Trump because they hate Donald J. Trump. They're trying to destroy me. They're trying to destroy conservatives. They're targeting all of us. Big tech is trying to silence conservative voices, and they're trying to destroy the 75 million Americans who voted for President Trump to tar every one of us as racist, bigoted, ignorant rubes who should be erased and canceled from our culture. You know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Just last week, she put out this video saying, I demand that Ted Cruz resign from the Senate. Mm -hmm. I said, I got to admit, Mark, I actually laughed. I said, you demand, really? How exactly does that work? Did you just Mm -hmm. stomp your foot and demand it? Well, I demand you bring me vanilla ice cream. You know, I'm sorry. I ain't going anywhere. 
I'm committed to the fight. I'm going to be in the Senate. I'm going to be leading the fight against these disastrous, dangerous policies. I'm going to be defending our freedoms. And, and we're going to go through a tough couple of years of some mm-hmm. extreme radical policies being pushed by the Democrats. But I believe 2022 is going to be a much better election and 2024 is going to be a much better election because the leftists, they're going to overreach. They're already doing it. They're going to go too far. And politics is like a pendulum. We're going to come back towards common sense. We just got to make it through these two years. And and I know you're going to lead the fight and I'm going to be leading the fight right alongside you. Well, it's you know, it's an honor to know you, Ted. It's an honor to know you before you're a senator, during the time you're a senator. You're a very principled man, and you, and the Levin audience backs you. So keep at it, and we will continue to support you. Take care of yourself. Well, thank you, Mark, and, and thank you for speaking out for the Constitution and for liberty. Both are, are imperiled today like never before, and thank you to the millions uh, of, of patriots who listen to you and stand together. I appreciate the support. Thank you guys for going to tedcruz.org, supporting us when they're trying to take us out. And we've talked about it before, but but for those who haven't read my new book, One Vote Away, How a Single Supreme Court Seat Can Change History, uh, it became the Amazon number one bestseller when I went, Mark, on your show on Fox, and, and, and I appreciate that very Shh, much. Don't tell anybody yeah. that. Then the authors line up left and right. That's, that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. But it's it, a great it's book. That's why. The great it's one is hardly a secret. Yeah. Well, thank you, my friend, and be well. Be safe. Take care right, of yourself. Take care. God bless. He's a great guy. He's he's such a patriot. Ted Cruz, really, such a patriot. Where are we, Mr. Producer? Speak in my ear. Oh, of course. It's finally a new year. The perfect time to take your business to the next level by hiring the right people. But finding qualified candidates can be challenging. Well, ZipRecruiter.com slash Levin makes it easy. If you're really interested in a candidate, you can even invite them to apply for your job. With one click, ZipRecruiter sends them an email from you. You stand out from the competition. It's so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate through the site within the first 24 hours. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. For free. I said for free. At ZipRecruiter.com slash Levin. ZipRecruiter.com slash L-E-V-I-N. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Levin. Because ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. of Americans say their top New Year's resolution is to save money in the next year. Well, let's check that box right now. When your family switches to Pure Talk from AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, you could save over $800 a year. That's real money every single month right back in your pocket. And you don't have to sacrifice coverage either. Pure Talk is on the same network as one of those big carriers, but they charge you half. That's right. No gimmicks, no fluff added to your bills, which is why Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs. And how about this offer? Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just 30 bucks a month. And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you a penny. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless.
We've all kinds of sweeping stuff going on, ladies and gentlemen, without any criticism by the media, without any real critique by the media. But then I came across this. Fox Business. I didn't see this in the New York Slimes or the Washington Compost. I didn't see this on Fake Tap or Dean Lemon or Fredo Cuomo. I didn't see any of it. Pelosi's husband bets up to $1 million Tesla will flourish during the Biden administration. Fox Business, Jonathan Garber. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband placed a bet of up to $1 million on the future of Tesla, Inc. under the Biden administration, which is expected to provide incentives to purchase more environmentally friendly electric vehicles. Anybody see a problem with this? While men and women who earn... A good wage, but a middle-class wage are being laid off left and right. And the Pelosi's put a million dollars down on Tesla, Inc. Under the Biden administration, because they know where the Biden administration is headed and John Kerry is headed and all the rest of them. Anyone have a problem with this? Shouldn't there be a special counsel of criminal investigation? Shouldn't we see their tax returns, which I've been saying for years? Shouldn't we drag their kids in front of a federal grand jury? Shouldn't they get the same kind of an exam they demand of everybody else? They suck our capitalist system while they push a neo-Marxist system. Isn't that the way? Pelosi, as Speaker of the House, likely has insights in the Biden's plans for the industry which are expected to include tax credits and other incentives to promote the shift away from traditional automobiles. The disclosure forms clearly indicate these investments were made by Paul Pelosi, not the speakers, not the speaker, a spokes idiot for the speaker idiot office told Fox News. Oh, well, that fixes it. It's Paul Pelosi, not Nancy. Oh, okay. Who knew? Paul Pelosi runs a real estate and venture capital. What is this venture capital stuff? What does that mean, Mr. Producer? It seems to me any moron can be a venture capitalist, can't they? It's venture and capital. Think of the two words. Any moron can be a venture capitalist. So all you morons out there, you can be a venture capitalist. What do you do? I'm a venture capitalist. How do I know? I got a business card. You know what a venture capitalist mostly, and those of you who are, don't get mad at me. Leeches. Why does the word or the name or the character leech come to mind, Mr. Producer? Because all these guys do is put A together with B and take a big cut. They don't produce a damn thing. I'm a venture capitalist. Okay, whatever. And I'm not trying to put people down. No, 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 I'm not. Maybe I'll leave radio and become a venture capitalist. You never know. Maybe I'll work with... Paul Pelosi, or Double P, as we like to call him. Maybe I'll work with Double P, put a million dollars on Elon Musk, and what, get 50 million back? He's got a lot of inside information, this Paul Pelosi. He's the big, stupid guy who stands next to Nancy uh, while she's talking, you know, at some of these uh, social events. Yes. Paul Pelosi didn't immediately respond to Fox News' request for comment. Oh, problem is there are a lot of things that any congressperson could do behind the scenes to positively influence to less uh, Tesla shares, such as stalling legislation and putting forth legislation. Aaron Hill, professor of management, University of Florida. All right, they'll have to fire that guy, won't they, Mr. Reducer? He's not on the team. I'll be right back. 
from the Westwood One Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Anybody know what the Posse Comitatus Act is? Do you know what it is, Mr. Vidal? We've talked about it generally. It's a federal law enacted in 1878, 18 United States Code, Section 1385. And it was signed into law by Rutherford B. Hayes. It limits the use of the federal military to enforce domestic policies within the United States. Um, except in cases and circumstances expressly authorized by the Constitution of being insurrection or an attempt to overthrow the government or what have you. Ladies and gentlemen, there's not an insurrection taking place in Washington, D.C. tonight. There's not an effort to overthrow the government tonight except from within. Why do we have five, six, seven thousand armed National Guardsmen in Washington, D.C. tonight? When a Marxist group, which labeled itself Black Lives Matter and has and had as its mission statement the goal of overthrowing the United States government, so expressly in the Constitution, uh, federal military is authorized, why did General Mattis and General Kelly and other generals who hate Trump or never Trumpers, it turns out, say that if Donald Trump used the military, the National Guard, that doing so would be dictatorial. Posse Comitatus Act, as far as I'm concerned, is being violated every day right now. It's being violated every day. And uh, there's really nothing anybody's doing about it. And the idea that the Speaker of the House basically calling the shots can call in the United States military thousands of armed troops in the United States Capitol of Washington, D.C., where they want two senators. The idea that she is effectively the commander-in-chief and that she decides... When the United States military armed thousands of military combat personnel are to inhabit the capital city is chilling. We have all kinds of traditions and laws that are being violated now. And this is one of them, as far as I'm concerned. 
as far as I'm concerned. There is no active attempt at insurrection taking place in Washington, D.C. The mayor of Washington, D.C. is a left-wing hack who has undermined her own police. The Democrats have undermined the police. The Democrats have smeared the police. They spent all summer doing it. They have undermined a United States military whenever they get a chance. Defunding major programs. Starving our soldiers. And yet they call in the United States military to police a city. For how long now? By the time they're done, two and a half months. Armed National Guardsmen, armed United States military must remain in the Capitol during the impeachment trial. They must remain there. Why? We have all these threats of violence. Well, that's why we have local police, state police, regional police, terrorism task force, the FBI, and on and on and on. Not the United States military. We are creating precedent here that is very, very dangerous. And we act like it's no big deal. Look at the media. They don't even talk about it. And when they do, they're all for it. Where's General Mattis tonight? Where's General Kelly tonight? Where's the other general? General uh, Schnook. What's his name? McNamara? I forget his name. All these phonies. When the White House is attacked, better not call in the military. Courthouse is attacked, night after, better not call in the military, let alone the federal stormtroopers. Oh, can't do that. This is another reason why Washington, D.C. can never become a state. Can you imagine the governor of this state, the legislature of this state, the senators and congressmen elected, voting members of this, of this state? Can you imagine what they would do to the monuments and the streets and all the rest? Because they're leftists. And no, the idiots in the Senate and in the House, the Democrats, just can't pass a law creating a state. Well, we've carefully carved out the federal part. Sorry, the federal part is the District of Columbia. They don't get to rewrite a map and say, see that? See that? We, we, we've gotten around all the federal buildings and bureaucracies and the, and, the, and the Supreme Court and Congress and the White House. Those are the only ones that they really meant. No, those aren't the only ones they really meant. Always cutting corners when it comes to the Constitution, aren't they? And then accusing other people of doing what they do and support and embrace. But apparently the Posse Comitatus Act doesn't apply anymore if you're Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats. Now, I want to get back to the Pelosi's. Because it's been my position for a long time that this family is corrupt. They will not release their taxes while demanding that everybody else release theirs. And so I wanted to mention this because it's not something that should hit the frying pan in one minute and then be done. Paul Pelosi runs a real estate and venture capital investment and consulting firm based in San Francisco. They say he didn't break any laws by making the purchases as these types of transactions occur frequently. In other words, 
a spouse investing in industries or certain specific stocks and so forth, knowing that they will benefit from it. It's almost routine. Spouses of members of Congress are allowed to own shares of companies and industries, of which there are significant other may help regulate. But under the Stock Act, they are not allowed to act on non-public information. The same goes for the Congress members themselves. Let me ask you a question. Donald Trump was forced to basically distance himself from all his investments. How come Nancy Pelosi is not required to do that? The problem is there are a lot of things that any congressperson should do behind the scenes to positively influence can do. Tesla shares, such as stalling legislation and putting forth legislation, said Aaron Hill, professor of management, University of Florida. A lot of this is just documented in committee meetings, so it really raises the specter of double dealing, certainly conflict of interest. Anybody want to ask Nancy Pelosi about that? Well, of course not. Paul Pelosi bought 25 call options, costing nearly half a million to a million, according to a financial disclosure dated January 21, reviewed by Fox Business. Notice he did it the day after Biden was inaugurated. And notice his wife, Eva Pelosi, is in charge of every single vote to be taken on the floor of the House. The options, which were purchased, I am mistaken, on December 22nd, give Paul Pelosi the right, but not the obligation, the purchase of the 2,500 Tesla shares, price of $500 apiece, before they expire on March 18, 2022. They were first disclosed by Nancy Pelosi going back to at least 2013, but he bought more. Tesla shares settled at $846.64 apiece. On Friday, remember he paid $500. In addition to purchasing Tesla options, Nancy Pelosi also disclosed that Paul bought 100 Apple Inc. call options worth up to half a million and 100 Walt Disney Company call options worth as much as a million. Pelosi has previously disclosed activity in those companies. She's also revealed a 20,000 share stake in financial services firm Alliance Bernstein Holdings. Nancy Pelosi isn't the only member of Congress to come under scrutiny for financial transactions. But nonetheless, there should be a federal investigation by the U.S. Attorney's Office of the Criminal Division Public Integrity Section of the Justice Department immediately to determine if there was any special dealing or to determine whether or not Nancy Pelosi has taken any steps to enrich herself and her husband. And I'm sure Jeremy Peters, if that is his name, I'm sure Philly Bump, I'm sure the, the corporatist media will be all over this, keeping an eye on Nancy and her big dummy husband, Paul, to see what kind of investments they're making and to see if they benefit from them. You know damn well they do and they will. I'll be right back. Mark in. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. 
More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Mr. Producer, as my call screen is not up, do we have any callers? In particular, do we have any neo-Marxists, progressives, statists, democratic socialists, or other reprobates? No, we just have patriotic Americans? Who shall I speak to then? Bobby in Kentucky, XM Satellite. Bobby, i.e. a woman. How are you, Bobby? I am fine. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. It's a I great honor. I agree with you. I, be- I believe that Joe Biden is definitely a dictator, and he's a very dangerous one at that, because he's selling our nation out as far as our sovereignty, our civil liberties, our freedom, and everything else. And he's not even following his own executive orders. He signed one that says we have to buy American, okay? So he shuts down the pipeline in Pennsylvania. Yeah, exactly. And then says, okay, we're going to go buy our, our oil from China or we're Saudi Arabia or over here or over there. Okay, unemployment is at the highest. And, and let's, just slow, let's just slow down there a second. And why do that other than for ideological reasons? Seriously. Why do it? It's not going to pollution. There's less pollution with a pipeline than there are trains and trucks that are transporting it. Less, less opportunities for spills and that sort of thing. So that can't be it. Exactly. If we have to buy oil from elsewhere, it's going to be a lot further away than, than Canada. So that can't be it. And nobody's allowed to question the dummy. Nobody's allowed to question him. He just he just signs the damn pulled up. I saw him, he pulled up his sleeve today, sort of slightly. Proud of himself, signing his name. He's gotten good at that. Then gets behind a microphone, makes an incoherent statement, takes a question or two, and walks off. That's it. Wrote the law, passed the law, enforced the law. Now, he said just a few months ago that would be a dictator. But he's not a dictator. But he is a dictator by his own definition. What the hell is that? Go right ahead, Bobby. He's very much a dictator. He doesn't even listen to his own executive orders. You know, he tells us to buy American, and then he goes outside of America to buy oil. He tells us that, you know, he's not going to listen to the Supreme Court about immigration, you know, exportation or deportation right. or whatever. Right. And he, he's making his own laws. He's not living up to the promises he made on Inauguration Day to uphold And you know what? The Democrats could care less. They want to enshrine their agenda. They want to build the bureaucracy around their agenda, the rule of law around their agenda. They want to change the voting system so more and more people vote who are going to vote for Democrats because they're going to make sure they give them stuff. They're going to make sure they redistribute wealth to their base. 
And so it becomes it becomes quite a mountain to climb for people like us. But I just want the American people to know exactly what's going on. That he said if somebody did what he's doing today, they'd be a dictator. And I'm sure we're going to see all the civil libertarians, all the never-Trumpers who were so worried. I'm sure they're going to raise their voices on TV, raise their pens at newspapers and magazines. I can hear Adam Kingsinger now and Liz Cheney now. Oh, no, I don't. We can hear Ben Ass. I mean, Sass. I don't, what? I don't hear Ben either. No, 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 no. Got to go after Trump in Mar-a-Lago. Thank you for your call, Bobby. We appreciate it. Let us continue. Uh, Denise, Portland, Oregon, XM Satellite, how are you? I am doing great, and Mark, it's great to talk with you. Long-time listener, first-time caller. And you're a trucker, it says. uh, Exactly. In fact, I'm trucking right through Virginia as we speak. (laughs) Uh, Go as fast as you can, because the state has changed. Where in Virginia are you, may I ask, on 81? What um, route are you on? No, um, I'm on 85, uh, 85, coming up to Simmons Truck Trucking Center, Travel yes. Center. Very it's, good. Uh, it's near the North Carolina line. Yeah. Hey, okay. I, I am wondering, Mark, um, since when Trump was in office, almost every executive order he put out, they always put out the nationwide injunctions. How come we can't get our lawyers and our judges to put some nationwide injunctions on uh, Biden's executive Mm -hmm. orders? I mean, why have we got to wait for two years when all the... Well, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, Denise. There was a lawsuit from this attorney general or solicitor at Texas. This guy is good. Uh, And a federal judge did, in fact, put on hold Biden's 100 cross-the-border and you're free, executive order. There's another lawsuit that's been brought just today challenging his uh, his executive order on preventing drilling on federal property uh, and a lawsuit, I believe, on the XL pipeline. So people are starting to do this, and I'm with you. He should be hit with a 1,000 lawsuits, which is exactly what they would do. Denise, be safe on the road, my friend, and thank you. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. They can clone the others, but there's only one Mark Levin. And you can call him at 877-381-3811. Loudoun County 
Virginia is considered the wealthiest county in America. Why? It's loaded with uh, high-tech companies and bureaucrats. So who's paid more than that, Mr. Producer? Nobody. And the teachers don't want to work. The schools don't want to really open. And then during the worst of it, they were paying bus drivers to drive in circles. So I'm looking for that cup, Mr. Producer. Where is that? It's in here somewhere. Yeah. So Brandon Michon, frustrated father, addresses the school board in Loudoun County, Virginia, regarding COVID in schools. And I think he speaks for most of us. Cut 17, go. You should all be fired from your day jobs because... If your employers knew that you were more inefficient than the, than the DMV, you would be replaced in a heartbeat. I literally just finished a conference call because I'm having to multitask to be here to, to address you guys. You're a bunch of cowards hiding behind our children as an excuse for keeping schools closed. You think you're some sort of martyrs because of the decisions you're making when the statistics do not lie that the vast majority of the population is not at risk from this virus. The garbage workers who pick up my freaking trash risk their lives every day more than anyone in this school system. Figure it out or get off the podium because you know what? There are people like me and a line of other people out there who will gladly take your seat and figure it out. It's not a high bar. Raise the freaking bar. And I was thinking about this too. The Chicago teachers are going to strike. Teachers all across this country, the unions, they won't go back to work. They keep changing the conditions. And Biden supports them because he knows they're a critical part of his base. They choose this all-powerful union and their 2.2 million campaign workers on Election Day over all your children. Over all your children. You know, the safest public place to be today, Mr. Producer, is in a classroom. Because the kids aren't carriers. I look at these grocery store workers who are in a hell of a lot less than teachers, don't have pensions like teachers, don't have medical care like teachers. I watch these grocery workers break their asses. And I'm going to say something else. Even though they're not all immigrants, many of them are. And they're filling those shelves with canned goods, with hand sanitizers, with masks. They're there at the vegetable section. They're there. They're all over the grocery store. They're polite. You look at the pharmacies. Not one of them is closed. You go to your local 7-Eleven. Again, we're mostly immigrants. Not totally, but mostly are working behind the cash register to fill up your car. They're there. They're working every damn day. You got restaurants that are begging to open. You've got people who work at restaurants who are begging to work. You've got gyms that are begging to open. And people that work at gyms begging begging to work. Salons, they want to work. The private sector wants to work. The government sector does not. Why? Because in the government sector, you get paid regardless. And in the private sector, you do not. It's two Americas, all right. Joe Biden is looking out for the government sector. Not a single executive order has cost a single bureaucrat their job. It's empowered them. 
You don't regulate bureaucrats. You don't regulate teachers unions. You regulate us, the private sector. Who pay for every damn thing in this country. I watch the 18-wheelers when I'm driving. Those men and women want to work. The people who offload and load those trucks, they want to work. The men and women who work in our steel mills, our aluminum mills, our oil fields, our farmers and ranchers, they want to work. The people in the government don't want to work. The teachers union doesn't want their teachers to work. Some want to work, most don't. And they demand pay increases. And Joe Biden and his chief of staff, this fool claimant, or claim, whatever his name is, Ron Klain, stand with the union, as they must. Racial equity, as I said last night, racial equity. We need equity, says Biden, the idiot. And they oppose school choice, which is the most important way to have racial equity in this entire country. And they oppose it. Why? Because the unions oppose it. These people are frauds, and they're destroying our country. They're destroying our kids. Las Vegas is opening more of its schools because of a horrific level of suicides among little kids. Kids need to be socialized. They need to know how to act in a group. We've been paying for this massive school bureaucracy for a hundred years. What are we getting from it today? Nothing. Nothing. They go on about teachers being underpaid, teachers not getting the credit that they deserve, the classrooms are too big, and on and on and on. Look at this. Look at this absolute friggin' disaster that's going on and the impact it has. Parents who can't go to work, and we're talking about particularly poor parents, and this fool Biden sits there like a king signing one document after another and defending what's going on. Defending this. As I've pointed out over and over again since the beginning of this, you shut the government down for three damn days when you're not even really shutting the government down. When nobody's going to lose a cent of pay and you think the sky is falling. You shut the economy down for nine months and if you dare to step out, you need to be punished. And those who are willing to lose their jobs and lose their business and lose their home because they can't afford anything, they're considered righteous because they fall in line. We have lying scum as governors in some of these states. You're damn right, Washington Post and New York Times. We've got this Fauci in my view. What a political hack this man is. Utter, complete political hack. Now he trashes Trump. Not when he's there, no. With his $417,000 taxpayer-subsidized salary. 
And that doesn't even count bonuses. That doesn't even count our contribution to his pension plan and his medical plan. That man hasn't lost a day of work. He hasn't lost a day of salary. He hasn't missed a meal. He hasn't missed a mortgage payment. And we got to hear him. He's an infectious disease guy going on and on about the whole country like he's some kind of wise man. He's not wise, not even close. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Now, if you're watching the news today, I hope most of you aren't, but if you are, most of you are not aware that it is Holocaust Remembrance Day because it's not being covered on the news. Holocaust Remembrance Day. Now, if you worked at the New York Times back then, you wouldn't remember it because you broke your ass to cover it up. And yet people are still proud of working for that newspaper. Or if you worked at the Washington Post back then, you broke your ass to cover it up. That's why these media corporations cannot be trusted. You have the greatest, most horrific slaughter. The attempt to wipe out the European Jews and two of the nation's major newspapers tried to conceal it. That's not that long ago. The end of World War II, the end of the Holocaust, 76 years ago. That's not that long ago. I'm looking at <clears throat> Joe Biden's appointments to his national security, foreign policy, and White House team, and it's frightening. It's frightening how many individuals who truly hate the state of Israel now run the department of this and the department of that earth are populating the Biden administration and are so prevalent in the Democrat Party. Anthony Blinken, the new Secretary of State, as our friends at Zionist Organization America point out, opposed sanctioning and designating Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard as a foreign terrorist organization. Avril Haines is now the Director of National Intelligence. And she signed, I'm reading from ZOA, a vicious letter falsely condemning Israeli violence, terrorism, and incitement. Rima Dadin, 
Deputy Director of the White House Office of Legislative Affairs, ZOA condemns her completely for her smearing of Jews. Alejandro Mayorkas, Secretary of Homeland Security, served on the HIS board, which works with Islamic Relief, an organization on Israel's terrorist list. Jen Psaki, you've seen her, the White House press secretary. She's questioned Israel's commitment to peace, yet never questioned the Palestinian Authority's commitment to peace. I wonder if she'll be treated with the kind of disrespect Trump's female press secretaries were. Of course not. Kareen Jean Perry, White House Principal Deputy Press Secretary. She condemned those who condemned Jew haters Representative Omar Talib and AOC and successfully urged Democratic presidential candidates not to attend a major pro-Israel conference. Susan Rice's deep, deeply concerning policy positions include calling Israel's concerns about the Iran deal outrageous, promoting anti-Israel UNRWA, U.S. involvement in Israel bashing U.N. Human Rights Council, supporting anti-Israel UNSC Resolution 2324. Dennis McDonough would be Secretary of Veteran Affairs, you know who he was, Obama's Chief of Staff, spoke at the anti-Israel J Street Convention. This J Street is a diabolical organization fronted by self-hating Jews. Falsely condemned Israel's occupation of Palestinian land. This is where all the bigots go. They go to J Street and groups like that. So, See, the Jews like me. Pete Buttigieg called for financially penalizing Israel if Israel annexes, quote-unquote, Jewish communities in Judea and Samaria and blamed Israel for the lack of peace. Deb Holland, Secretary of the Interior, tweeted, Quote, the murder of 60 Palestinians in Gaza, just as Ramadan begins, weigh heavy on my heart today, but failed to mention that Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad acknowledged almost all casualties were their militants. J Street called her a hero. Simone Sanders, who you've seen on TV, senior advisor, chief spokesperson of the vice president, praised Israel basher and Jew hater Linda Sarsour as dedicating her career to fighting for injustice. Excuse me, justice. Kirsten Clark, Assistant Attorney General for the Civil Rights Division. She accused the Anti-Defamation League of playing a destructive role in undermining struggles for justice based on a few occasions when ADL criticized anti-Semites such as Ilhan Omar. They don't have to worry that much about the ADL anymore because it's run by an Obama guy. Robert Maley, this guy's a real doozy. U.S. Special Envoy on Iran, of all places. An analysis of his 2019 foreign policy articles aptly observed that Mali's foreign policy prescriptions consist of abandoning our allies, that would be Israel, Sunni Arab states, raising false specters of war, and weakening the U.S. and our partners to follow a dangerous, doomed, quote, peace through weakness strategy. Wendy Sherman is poisoned and she's back. I remember her. Senior advisor and chief spokesperson to the vice president. She also downplayed the PLO suicide bombings and other terror attacks on innocent Israelis engineered by Arafat following the Oslo Accords by calling this mere nagging disruptions from the Palestinian side. And there's more. 
but that's all I can get to right now. Am I clear on every other front, Mr. Producer? All right. I will continue to be the voice of Radio Free America. I will continue to defend this nation, a nation my, my relatives, my ancestors fought for against the Japanese and the Nazis and the Italians during World War II. If they can put their lives on the line, I can speak behind this microphone. And nothing and nobody is going to stop it. Liberty is like water. It finds its way whether you like it or not. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. See you right here tomorrow, America. God bless and take care. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.